Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Jay Rolden Speaks podcast. I hope you had a good day today. I know it's been such a long time since we didn't talk. <laughs> it's so good to see you again. I hope that you guys are doing well and that you had a wonderful day. If you did have a wonderful day, I'm so proud and I'm so humbled that you are here. You could have been doing so many other things, but you decided to spend your Tuesday night with me here on this live. If you didn't have a good day, that's okay. You know that this is a good place where you can find some edifying words, things that will help lift you, uplift you, and remind you just how special you are. This isn't a place where I share like generic stories or generic sayings. I try to make them as unique as possible because I am, I am just there with you because I also go through some really troubling times and really trying times. And so I want to connect with you just as much as you want to connect with these poems. And if you're new to this live, what we do here, okay, don't leave just yet because I want to let you know that this place, I know you could look at some really interesting things out there, but this is a place where we actually read poems and I share some stories and I want you especially to share some stories. I want you to tell me and tell the rest of us, how are you connecting with these poems? Maybe there's something really, really intricate that nobody else sees but you. And so I want you to feel encouraged to share those stories just as much as I am sharing my own. So I want to challenge you to stick around, listen to these poems, let us know what you're thinking, let us know what you're feeling, and then we move on to the next set of poems. You guys ready? This is going to be a great night, alright? I got a nice set of lists of poems that I want to read for you tonight, and if we have time, and I think we will, I want to open it up for any of you that want to request some poems for me to read tonight, but that'll be a little bit later in the show, alright? We're going to try to keep this under about an hour and a half-ish, maybe, you know, no more than two, that's for sure, but I want to encourage you guys to stick around, listen to this live, and feel free to share what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what are you actually, like, what are these poems doing for you, right? You don't have to love poetry, you don't have to like it, in fact, if you actually hate it, I want you to challenge yourself and listen to the first couple of poems I'm going to read tonight, alright? And maybe these poems will speak to you somehow. I don't know. But I want you to feel at least welcome. I want you to feel like this is a place where you can actually find some peace and comfort. Because, well, there's so much going on in these last few days, right? Like, we just celebrate the New Year's, right? All of this vacationing, all of this traveling, all of these, you know, going back to work and school. And so... Maybe you need a place where you just want to like feel at rest, right? You want some peace and comfort in your life. So I'm going to do my best to make it nice and cozy for you. All I ask in return is that you get some AirPods, get some earphones, and find a nice comfy place because you need to have a nice place that doesn't have any distraction, right? A nice place that gives you some sense of belonging, some sense of comfortability. So, all right, guys. Enough talking for me. I'm just going to read these poems. And I want you to try and think about how this poem talks to you. You guys ready? Oh, real quick, real, real quick. I got to say hello to my Spanish-speaking community. Bueno, espero que ustedes se queden aquí un rato porque voy a leer unos poemas en castellano especialmente de Gustavo Becker así que por favor quédense y esperen cuando llego a esos poemas de Gustavo Becker porque es un 
poeta maravilloso, fantástico. Así que a todos aquellos españoles que agradan y desean un poema de mucha, mucha, mucha significancia, bueno, quédense un rato y aquí en luego, en unos par de minutos, quizás en 10 minutos o 20 minutos, voy a leer los poemas, ¿ok? Porque no se vayan, ¿ya? All right, everybody, let's do this. Okay, let's calm things down and let's enjoy some fantastic poems. The first one I want to read tonight is by Leslie Abner. Okay, sorry, Abner, Absher, <laughs> Leslie Absher. She's a relatively newish poet. I don't really read a lot of her work, but I found this one that spoke to me today, and I want to read it to you. It's called My Heart's Desire. All right. So once again, this is written by Leslie Absher, and this is called My Heart's Desire. I'm going to do a five second countdown, change the track, and we're going to get started. All right, here we go. in confusion and so scared to speak a word and my mouth starts to move but a word was unheard and my heart racing so fast and my heart love comes to mind tears in my heart that couldn't begin to speak the pain But every time I see you, I remember that sweet kiss you put on my face. A love that never begins to fade away, cause my heart calls out your name. You see, repeating the pain I caused you every day, but my desire is to love you. That's right, till death do us part. But that same question still remains in my heart. Even though you are gone, I can't let you go. I have so many things I want you to know. So many things I want you to know. I'm not trying to hide myself in tears. But I only had a few years. I'm sorry I didn't show you my love, but I'm not ready to travel or give up. I need you by my side, so you again can be mine. And I want you to grow old along with me. The best is yet to be. So bless the memories within your heart. And please, don't forget about them and tear them apart. I'm sorry I hurt you. I know now I was wrong. But remember, we all stumble. Every one of us do wrong. So, will you give me your hand and help me through it too? I know you're still hurt. 
and I'm sorry for that too. Maybe one day you'll realize it's true. It's coming. Coming from my heart to you. So that was titled My Heart's Desire by Leslie Absher, and this was written back in 2008. It's a very straightforward poem, there's really nothing to think about in this one, there's nothing to analyze. But of course many of you can relate to this poem, right? Many of you probably... <laughs> many of you can probably relate to like, you know, how, how you've been hurt. Right? And how you probably hurt people too. I mean, let's not be innocent here, okay? I know most of us, if not all of us, have probably hurt somebody indirectly or directly. You know, when I was going through some heavy relationship problems like years ago, okay? I'm talking like, I'm talking like seven, seven years ago, okay? So it's been a while. <laughs> One of the best books one of the best books I ever read, okay? It's called This Momentary Marriage. And it's written by a theologian and absolute scholar. This guy is fantastic. And his name is John Piper, okay? So he wrote this book called This Momentary Marriage. And the very first chapter of the... And by the way, that book is about like like going through relationship problems and how to like actually amend like how to actually like restore the relationship right especially in a marriage so the very first chapter in that book it says that the first thing you need to admit and realize that the problem is not everyone else or the other person in your relationship but it's yourself, right? It sounds like a generic cookie cutter statement, but it's absolutely true. Like, no matter what the situation is, no matter what the situation is, right? Like, yes, you could be, you could have been the one that was mostless in all these things, okay? And I, my heart goes out to you, by the way. I don't mean that in a light way, but there's also like a lot of like things that we didn't do. And I'm including myself, by the way, okay? Because I don't want to go into details. Those of you who've been following me know the story. And those of you who are new, perhaps maybe you can go to my Spotify channel and check out those episodes because I do talk a little bit in detail about the how my marriage in the past dissolved, you know. And I'm not proud of it by the way cuz like you know, I was I was very different back then. Like I was just I was very young and I just was very, you know, very prideful and and I I I just I, I didn't want to admit that like my role as a husband was to be a leader and I failed to do that. I failed to protect my wife's heart, you know? And yes, I know she has a lot of responsibility, et cetera, et cetera. But I still realized that I was avoiding a major problem, which was me. I, I wasn't doing my role, my role as a husband, as loving her in the best way possible. And so one of those ways was to be a leader, to 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 protect her, right, to guide her, and to like nur, you know, to support her and nur, you know, you know, nurture her in the in the way of like something that is righteous, something that is actually like 
holy and, and, and wholesome, right? And I wasn't doing those things. So that's the most important part in any relationship problems is like recognizing like where you went wrong in your role, right? What is your role, right? So did you do it well? And most of the time we don't, we don't do it well. I certainly didn't. And so this is one of the things that like in this poem, okay, this poem, those of you who came late to this live, I, I just read a poem called My Heart's Desire by Leslie Absher. And basically in this poem, like you can see, I'm going to suppose that the speaker is a woman, by the way, okay? I'm going to suppose the speaker is a woman because it's written by Leslie Absher, okay? So wait a minute, let me make sure that it's a woman. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not too sure about, I don't really read a lot of her, this person's work. Yes, it is a woman. Okay. <laughs> so wait a minute, is that a woman? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> so, so in this, in this poem that she wrote, My Heart's Desire, we read that she actually starts apologizing towards the end, right? She actually says towards the end of the poem, she says, I know you're still hurt and I'm sorry for that too. Right. So I'm sorry I hurt you. We don't know what happened in the relationship. Right. We don't know what ha what went down. But at least she's like, you know, recognizing that she hurt the guy. Right. She hurts the companion. Something went went wrong. And so whatever her role was in the marriage, she probably didn't do it well. OK. And by the way, the same effect and the same perspective needs to be applied on the companion as well right like both of us needed to recognize our faults that's the problem because we're so prideful right this is just a natural like instinct that we have we want to be blameless we want to be like without fault because we know how painful it is when we are at fault when we are called out and recognized by other people that hey we did something wrong it's not pleasant right we do this on children by the way okay the way we teach children is in many ways like recognizing what what they did wrong right you know what's interesting is that in latin america and i'm sure in many other cultures as well right like especially like in asian cultures and middle eastern cultures right by the way those of you who don't know or this is your first time on this live I actually grew up overseas most of my life. So I was born in Thailand and lived in the Middle East for a long, 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 long time before I came to the States. I only came to the United States to do all of my higher ed. So I came as an adult when I when I came to the States. But before that, my, all my childhood upbringing was overseas. So I'm very familiar with Middle Eastern culture, especially Southeastern culture. So where I'm going with this is that it's really interesting that in many in many other cultures, especially in Latin America, there's so much emphasis on the oldest brother or sister, right? Especially if especially if it's a boy, okay? Especially if it's a male, if it's a male uh, sibling, there's so much emphasis on them because they are responsible for every single one of their siblings, their younger siblings, right? So if something goes wrong with one of their younger siblings. Most of the blame will be blamed on the oldest brother because, hey, you're the older brother. You're supposed to take care of them. You're supposed to watch over them. You're supposed to like lead them right by example. And of course, many of you are probably thinking, wait, that's not fair, right? Yeah, it's not fair because you grew up in here in the United States, right? Like you didn't you didn't grow up in that way. Now, some of you guys probably did right with some of your families. You probably did. But that's how it's done in so many other cultures, right? Like that's just a natural part of 
being a parent like you teach your oldest child especially if it's a male you teach your oldest male child to be responsible and so if something goes wrong it's really like on them right because they want to sense they want to instill a sense of responsibility right like hey it might be they, they might have committed the acts that were wrong but you should have been like there to like tell them otherwise right because we're placing all of our responsibility our like emphasis and bringing you and teaching you how to be a great and loved older brother right and so once again it may sound harsh to some of y'all but this is just how it's done in other cultures it's not a way of being cruel or mean it's just a sense of loving the oldest brother and respecting the oldest brother as being this pillar of the family right like not the pillar a pillar right the pillar is always going to be the mom and the dad no matter what especially the dad but the other emphasis the other pillar the small pillar is going to be the oldest male child and so why am i sharing this because in this poem she recognizes the the speaker of the poem which we suppose is a woman right because it's written by leslie absher right she recognizes that she was wrong right now we don't get a sense of whether or not her companion admits to their fault but all i'm trying to say y'all is that like both both parties right whoever whatever the companionship is whoever it's made up of they both need to recognize where they went wrong which is why they need to come back and assess the situation right once all of your emotions are all calm and kind of like dissipated now come back and now logically think about what just happened like why did we act, react like this and is there a way we can like get past this because more than likely yes there is a way there is absolutely a way we just don't want to admit our faults that's the problem it's our ego it's our pride our ego is like so treacherous and it's such a it's such a turnoff because like once again we just have such a attachment with it we don't want to let our ego to get the, the better of us we don't want to let it to like control us and so my advice to all of you is put it away just like kind of like flick it somewhere right just like and just like be your like logical self control your emotions and now like assist the situation right i mean it's i know it's easier said than done but it can be done y'all it can be done so read this poem again it's by leslie absher it's called my heart's desire and i think you guys will see it and like it in a different way no all right. I'm going to read a poem in Spanish now, okay? And I'm going to continue this theme about blaming yourself, okay? Because I know, once again, many of us probably, like, don't want to hear it anymore. But once in a while, it's okay to do that, okay? It's okay to, like, hear it. You, gotta, you can't let pride take over you guys. You can't let your ego take over you. You got to flick it. So I'm going to help you flick it with this poem in Spanish. This is written by Pablo Neruda, by the way. And he wrote a poem called No Culpes a Nadie, which means don't blame it on anyone. 
All right. All right. So I'm going to read it in Spanish first. Say a few words and then I'm going to read the English translation. So all my Anglo friends, please don't go anywhere. Be patient. Let me read this poem in Spanish to all my Spanish speakers. And I'll do the explication afterwards. You guys ready? All right. Let me switch up the, the tune real quick. Here we go. Aquí vamos. Okay. Para todos aquellos que hablan español o castellano, por favor, pónganse, pónganse mucha atención porque aquí viene un poema de el grandísimo y lindísimo Pablo Neruda. Y este poema se llama No culpes a nadie. ¿Listos? Aquí vamos. En tres... Nunca te quejas de nadie, ni de nada, porque fundamentalmente tú has hecho lo que querías en tu vida. Acepta la dificultad de edificarte a ti, a ti mismo, y el valor de empezar corrigiéndote. El triunfo del verdadero, verdadero hombre surge de las cenizas de su error. Nunca te quejas de tu soledad o de tu suerte. Enfréntala con valor y acéptala. De una manera u otra es el resultado de tus actos y piensa que tú siempre has de ganar. No te, no te amargues de tu propio fracaso, fracaso, ni se lo cargues a otro. Acéptate ahora o sugirás y seguirás justificándote como un niño. Recuerda que cualquier momento es bueno para comenzar y que ninguno es tan terrible para claudiarte. No olvides que la causa de tu presente es tu pasado, así como la causa de tu futuro será de tu presente. Aprende de los audaces, de los fuertes, de quien no acepta situaciones, de quien vivirá a pesar de todo. Piensa menos en tus problemas y más en tu trabajo, y tus problemas sin eliminarlos eliminarlos, morirán. Aprende a nacer desde el dolor y a ser más grande que el más grande de los obstáculos. Mírate en el espejo de ti mismo y serás libre y fuerte y dejarás de ser un títere de las circunstancias porque tú mismo eres tu destino. Levántate y mira el sol por las mañanas y respira la luz del amanecer. Tú eres parte de la fuerza de tu vida. Ahora, despiértate, lucha, camina y decídate. Decídete y triunfarás en tu vida. 
nunca piensas en la suerte porque la suerte es el pretexto de los fracasos. ¿Me entienden? Es importantísimo reconocer tus debilidades porque todos tenemos debilidades. Es cierto, hay, hay personas que, bueno, tienen mucha sabiduría a través de los años y bueno, ellos saben cómo controlar situaciones o por lo menos manejarlo un poco mejor que otros. Pero a, las, a la misma vez, ellos también tienen dificultades, debilidades. Pero la, la, diferencia, la gran diferencia entre ellos y nosotros, los más jóvenes, es que, bueno, ellos saben reconocer sus debilidades más temprano que nosotros. A nosotros nos cuesta, porque somos muy, bueno, tenemos mucho orgullo, ¿cierto? Tenemos mucho, somos orgullosos, porque es una función humana, algo que nosotros tenemos naturalmente. No queremos que nadie, nadie se nos culpa de, 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 de cosas, de cosas en general, porque eso duele, eso duele, ¿cierto? Es, especialmente cuando, bueno, eso también aprendimos desde niñez, ¿cierto? O sea, siempre nuestros padres querían corregirnos y, y, y por buenas razones, ¿ok? No, no por maldad, sino para enseñar, aprender, a ser mejor humano, ¿cierto? <risa> Pero es importantísimo reconocer nuestras divinidades. Y eso es la gran diferencia entre los más, con las personas que tienen de mayor edad contra los, los más jóvenes. ¿Cierto? Los más jóvenes tenemos mucha dificultad reconocer nuestras debilidades porque somos orgullosos. Pero los más maduros, <ríe> ellos re reconocen sus debilidades más temprano. Y así pueden corregir sus caminos. Ese poema se llama No culpes, no culpes a nadie de Pablo Neruda. Alright, y'all. I'm gonna read this English. I'm sorry, I'm gonna read this poem now in English. This is by Pablo Neruda, and this is called Don't Blame Anyone. All right, we're keeping with the same theme about blaming yourself. All right, recognizing the issue of not blaming yourself. Right, and it is an issue, by the way. Anyway, I'll explain that a little bit later. Here we go. Let me start this track again. Here we go. Never complain about anyone, nor anything, because basically you have done what you wanted in your life. Accept the difficulty of improving yourself and the courage to start changing yourself. The triumph of the true man emerges from the ashes of his mistake. Never complain about your loneliness or your luck. 
face it with courage and accept it. In one way or another, it is the outcome of your acts and the thought that you always have to win. Don't be embittered by your own failure or blame it on anyone else. And accept yourself now or you'll make and keep making excuses for yourself like a child. And remember that any time is a good time to begin and that nobody is so horrible that they should give up. And don't forget that the cause of your present is your past and as well as the cause of your future will be your present. And learn from the bold, the strong, those who don't accept situations, who will live in spite of everything. And think less in your problems and more in your work and your problems without eliminating them. Your problems will die. Learn how to grow from the pain to be greater than the greatest of those obstacles and look at yourself in the mirror and you will be free and strong and you will stop being a puppet of circumstances because you yourself are your own destiny. And arise and look at the sun in the mornings and breathe the light of the dawn and you are part of the force of your life. Now wake up and fight and get going. Be decisive and you will triumph in life. And never think about the luck because luck is the pretext of losers. Did you hear that? You want to base your life on luck? Oh yeah, it just kind of just happened. Come on, man. Luck is the pretext of losers, man. Those are... Ugh. That's an excuse for your complacency. You knew what you were doing. You knew what you were doing. Sometimes, yes, maybe you got fooled by some people. But you knew that person. You knew that person. You knew they were a little bit unreliable. So you kind of expected it. You didn't know exactly what to expect, but you kind of expected something unexpected from them. That's how you know. You want to change your circumstances? Go and change them. You don't like your job? Then find another one. You don't like some certain friends in your circle? Okay, stop being their friend. You want certain people in your inner circle of friends? Then go and befriend them. Go and be with them and like, just like, talk about the things that connect you with them. You don't want to feel lonely? Then go and don't feel lonely. 
You're tired of what you look like, what your body looks like? All right, go and exercise. Eat well, eat some delicious things. Drink d delicious things, things that are actually like important for you, like water. <laughs> it may not be like enticing, but dang, man, go and run for like three miles and you're going to taste the beauty and the deliciousness of water, by the way. Okay, like you're going to crave all of that, like your body's just going to be like slurping that up, right? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, dang, man, that felt so good. Yes, sir, might have another, right? Come on now. What do you think is in here? No, it's not coffee. Okay, it's just water. It makes it makes me feel nice, though, right? <laughs> I wanted it in a cup. <laughs> it makes me feel cozy in this space, right? Like talking to y'all, right? Like the best line, okay, besides that last one, especially for my Spanish speakers, this is the best line in the entire poem. I'm going to read it in Spanish first and then I'm going to read the English translation. This is by far the best line in the poem. Mira, para todos que hablan español, voy a recitar las líneas más importantes de este poema de Pablo Neruda que se llama No culpes a nadie es quizás la frase más reconocida bueno, no sé si es la más reconocida pero una de las frases más reconocidas de Pablo Neruda y esto es lo que él escribió dijo el triunfo del verdadero hombre surge de las cenizas de su error no sé si entienden ese, esa frase. El triunfo del verdadero hombre surge de las cenizas de su error. En otro sentido, aquí es una básicamente un, un, un metáforo donde el hombre, el hombre verdadero, ¿cierto? El hombre verdadero que, 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 que no se rinde siempre va a querer a triunfar, quiere sobrepasar sus obstáculos, ¿cierto? Eso es el hombre verdadero. No alguien que es flojo, no alguien que se rinde. Claro, hay, hay ciertas instancias donde uno tiene simpatía a algunos hombres porque, bueno, han tratado y han tratado y han tratado, pero nada les resulta. Pero esas son circunstancias que no son, bueno, tan... A ver, ¿cómo lo puedo decir? No son súper, súper común. Cierto, hay, hay muchas instancias, pero comparado con los, los hombres que... Pueden triunfar, pueden sobreponerse de sus, de sus obstáculos. Esas instancias hay más, hay más oportunidades allí que las instancias que no tienen ninguna oportunidad, ¿cierto? Anyway, so here's what I said to my Spanish speakers. One of the greatest lines in this entire poem, and one of the lines that were most recognized by Neruda, who wrote this himself, right? This Once again, this is titled, Don't Blame Anyone. 
And Pablo Neruda wrote, The triumph of the true man emerges from the ashes of his mistake. You see, it's important to recognize your mistakes. It's important to recognize your faults. It's important to recognize your disabilities, right? Like your, your inabilities, the things that you aren't doing well. It's important to recognize those. And once you do, then you can do something about it. I'm not saying that you have to be like a master of whatever skill set you don't have. But if you don't have that skill set, then you should try to master it. This is the essence of a true man. This is how a true man emerges. He emerges from his mistakes because he recognizes his mistakes and therefore he wants to change it, improve it. Do you realize that this is actually like the most important characteristic of becoming a better man? So all you ladies, okay, all you ladies in this live right now, I know you've been like wondering where these good are men, where these good men are at. Some of them are still in the fire. Some of them are still in the ashes of their mistakes. They're trying to figure it out. They're trying to embedder their lives. And so it takes time. It takes time, ladies. It does take time. Some of us take years. Some of us take decades. But the true essence of a good man is one that emerges from the ashes of his mistake. That's the type of man you should be looking for because he knows how to recognize his faults. He knows how to improve his life. He knows that he is lacking in some qualities. You know, this is by no means an issue at all, okay? By no means an issue. But when I was in college and you know you heard the saying most college kids you know we're we have limited funds <laughs> if you know what I mean we have limited funds at least at least some of us that basically worked our way through college okay and I'm not trying to insinuate anything I'm not trying to apply anything for those of you who, who, who didn't have that experience okay like I'm so happy that you came from really great families and, and that's awesome okay that's awesome i'm very very happy for you like truly but then some of us like had to work through college right and so i had this really beat up dodge shadow and if you guys don't know what a dodge shadow is you should totally look google this it's like a really really just ordinary car okay <laughs> it's, it's terrible and but the advantage was is that the parts are so cheap because it was made cheap <laughs> which makes sense right like if you're gonna have an expensive car realize that your parts are also gonna be expensive those of you who like to drive nice fancy cars yeah just be aware all your parts every part is gonna be much more expensive too so just keep that in mind okay next time you purchase a car anyway I had a Dodge Shadow it was really really like just a beat up car it was a it was a beater okay that's how you're supposed to refer to it it was a beater i mean it like it, the muffler was like sounded like it was getting beat up it was like <laughs> so anyway so 
I, I lived off campus and, you know, it wasn't too far. It was about maybe like seven miles. I mean, you know, technically, I guess that is far, but it's definitely not walkable-ish, right? Like in worst case scenarios, I guess I could bike ride. And I did a couple times, but, you know, the, the, the place where I used to live, it rained a lot, all these things. And well, I mean, it broke down. Like I had to figure out like what was going on and there was an alternator that needed to be changed, right? So, you know, this was before like, like Google was a thing. So, you know, I had to ask like mechanics and get their opinion, you know, I still had to pay them by the way. And then when I found out like how much they were going to charge for fixing an alternator, like it just was not possible for me. And I didn't have credit cards. Like I didn't want to, I just didn't grow up with those. So. I, I, I couldn't use one anyway so I basically like went to the library <laughs> and started like looking at like mechanic books and like trying to figure out like what an alternator looks like all these things and you know it took me forever man to find out what it, finally how to get that part anyway long story short like I figured it out it took me like three months but I figured it out and then ever since then like I've been changing my alternator for every single vehicle I've owned. Right? So here's a skill set that I absolutely had zero knowledge in. But because of money, I didn't have that much. I learned how to do it on my own. So I kind of was forced to like figure it out. So that's what I mean, y'all. Like, You don't have a skill set. You don't have to be a master at that skill. But at least have the skill to like go and master it. Right? Like, at least try to master it. And that's it. And that goes with, like, any other skill that you want to do, right? Like, if it's, like, learning how to play, play an instrument, learning how to play a sport, learning how to cook, right? All of these things, like, you'll be amazed at how our minds are so capable of, like, teaching ourselves, right? By the, word, by the way, you want to learn a new word tonight? The word for tonight is called autodidactic. Okay, so an, a person that's autodidactic is a self-taught learner, right? Like someone that actually knows how to like teach themselves and learn on their own, right? That's an autodidactic. There's very few people in the world that actually go through schooling in an autodidactic sense because many, most of the guys, they don't. Like they actually teach themselves. I mean, they do some schooling, but they definitely don't, they don't go to college. They don't go to any other like tech school or institution they like basically learn how to do it on themselves right and so there's very few people like that in the world but they do exist and so most of us are can be autodactic autodacticians but we just get a little bit complacent right we just sort of like say oh man you know i didn't have time and you know all these other things i got these responsibilities okay yeah i had to recognize it you got those things. We got those things. We got res you got responsibilities. I got responsibilities. You guys, you know, all kinds of schedules going on in your life. I got all kinds of schedule in my life. You just need to decide what you're going to do about it. Because are you going to blame everybody, everybody else or are you going to blame yourself? And you know what? The difference between me and you is I'm going to blame myself. I don't know about you, but I doubt you're going to do that. That's what sets the difference between 
older people and younger people. Older people will recognize their lack of skills and do something about it. They'll recognize their deficiencies and do something about it. Whereas younger people know we want to blame everybody else, everything else except for ourselves. We don't want to be labeled as inefficient, unskilled, right? What kind of label is that? It's not a pleasant label, but it's a reality. So what are you going to do? Don't blame anyone but yourself. Never complain about anyone nor anything because basically you have done what you wanted in life. That is the first verse in Neruda's poem. And accept the difficulty of improving yourself and the courage to start changing yourself. And the triumph of the true man emerges from the ashes of his mistake. What a motto for your life. I don't care what culture you come from. I don't care what age you are. I don't care what gender you are. Use that line as your motto. The triumph of the true man emerges from the ashes of his mistake. That is actually loving yourself in the best way possible, guys. This is not about you feeling awful about yourself. This is about you understanding why you need take, to take care of yourself. You need to like recognize what you went wrong, where you went wrong. I don't know everybody in this life, I don't. But the few of you that I do, I know, I know you're more than capable. And I know you know this, by the way. <laughs> Some of you are so humble. And I love that about you, by the way. It's such a great characteristic to have. But you learn humility because you recognize that you're not good at everything. That you lack at some skills. Para todos aquellos en español que no me entendieron, yo no, yo no conozco a todos ustedes, pero los pocos que conozco, Yo sé, yo sé que ustedes tienen una característica muy humilde que reconocen sus deficiencias. Y eso, yo admiro mucho a las personas que son humildes. Porque los humildes, ¿cierto? Las hum los personas que, que sienten hum humildad reconocen sus ineficiencias, ¿cierto? Así que... Quiero agradecer a ustedes por ser tan valientes y también por ser un gran amigo. And that was just the second poem, y'all. Isn't this a great night? Welcome 
This is the Jay Rolton Speaks podcast. If you didn't know this already, there is a an account on Spotify. I want you to go there after the show, and I want you to download Spotify if you don't have it. And I want you to search for Jay Rolden Speaks. There's some really great, wholesome content that's going to be there to help build and edify your heart, and also to stimulate and grow your mind. So important things that we need to do, by the way. Okay. Not only do you need to take care of your body, you need to eat well and drink well, but you also need to feed your mind and your heart some really wholesome content. And I really am very humble to say that my content on Spotify is very wholesome. There's none of this garbage that you hear lately. It's just very, very wholesome stuff. So I want you to go there. I want you to rate the show. Let me know how I'm doing. And I want you to recommend some works of art that you want me to read in the future podcasts. And if you have it in your heart, if it speaks to you, I would love your support. All right. I know there's a lot of my followers right now that are currently subscribing. And all of y'all, I want to say from the bottom of my heart how thankful I am for all of your support. It's amazing. It's making a difference in my life. And I want to invite the rest of you to really also support the show because I'm telling you, man, I got some plans in the future that are going to be so fantastic for this show. And I'm currently working on an attic that I have upstairs that I'm going to make it studio ready, but it's definitely not going to be done for another three months or so. But that's the plan, all right? So thank you once again for being here. We're not done yet. We've got a, a, at least at least another like 45 minutes here. So I want to read a couple of more poems, and then I want to open up the space and the floor for all y'all if you would like to request a poem. So don't request them right now. But let me read some couple more poems here, and then I would like to open it up for y'all. Let me know what are some poems you want me to read for tonight. And a todos aquellos latinos que están aquí, bueno, les, les dijo a los gringos que, que, bueno, después de este show, si quieren ir a Spotify, si no la tienen, quiero, les pido que lo descarguen, perdón, que lo, que lo bajen del internet y... Busquen el show mío que se llama J. Roldán Speaks. Y bueno, van a ver un perfil, una foto de mí, mi carita. Y abajo de mi perfil hay tres links. El primero es donde ustedes pueden, bueno, decirme si acaso les gusta el show. No sé, pueden darme unos puntos o unas estrellas, como quieran. Y el segundo link es donde ustedes pueden dejar un recado, pueden dejar un mensaje. Y pueden pedirme quizás un poema en el futuro que yo lea. Y el ter tercer link es un link donde ustedes me pueden apoyar. Bueno, de... Ustedes saben, pues, ¿cierto? <ríe> Así que si su corazón eh, les habla y, 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 pueden, y pueden apoyar el show, estaría muy agradecido. Muy, sería un acto muy... muy agradable y sería estaría muy humillado por, por sus bueno por sus cariños así que muchas gracias por eso si es que pueden apoyar el show cierto ok en un, en un ratito más voy a abrir este show para que ustedes puedan pedir un poema que pueda leer en este show así que quiero leer un par de otros poemas antes que puedo abrir para sus para sus quería tener una palabra bueno no si, si ustedes si ustedes quieren pedir un, un, un poema pero quería ser, quería decir otro dicho en chile en chile pero creo que no hay, no hay ningún chileno aquí así que pero no importa cierto 
No importa. Aquí vamos. Okay. All right, everybody. I'm going to switch to English now. And I, like I said, I want to read. <sighs> Guys, you want to get ready for this next one. Okay. You want to, you want to look, look. I just want to give a heads up. Okay. I especially prepared this show tonight with this following poem. And I think you guys are going to like it. Trust me. Do not go anywhere. Todos ustedes, los Latino, latinoamericanos, por favor, no se vayan porque creo que les va a agradar mucho este, este siguiente poema. Lo voy a leer en inglés primero y después en castellano. Así que, por favor, pongan mucha atención porque yo específicamente eh, quise hacer este show esta noche porque quería leer este poema. All right, here we go, guys. So, this poem is by Gustavo Becker. And, like I said... It is a delightful, delightful poem. And I think you guys will be surprised by the track that I'm going to use. <laughs> you guys ready? All right, here we go, guys. This is Gustavo Becker. And the name of the poem is titled... <laughs> Sorry, I'm chuckling because I... Yeah. All right, so it's called... Her hand within my hands. All right? Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta make sure that... Give me one second, y'all. Okay. Here we go, guys. <laughs> ready? Three. Two, one. Her hand within my hands. Love tales. I will be your 
what a prize is lost in you here. How exquisite a morsel meant to be devoured mid whispers in corners behind your fans of feathers and of gold. <laughs> oh, chaste and silent moon. Oh, tell and leafy elms. The walls which gird her house. Oh, shadows of her gate. Keep silence. And then let none guess. Keep silence. For my part, I have forgotten all. reclined upon my breast. God knows how many times we, with languid step we wandered on together beneath the high-topped elms which round her portal throw shadow and mystery, baby. Come on, tell me you love me. I don't play with your heart. Play with your soul. When I place my lips on you, they're mine. When you come home, it's not these walls that are giving you shelter. It's these arms, baby. fire y'all come on now like i said i designed this entire show just for this one poem right here <laughs> even though it doesn't really go with my theme of tonight but it was fun did you guys like it come on that was the english version are you guys ready for the spanish one come on now para todos aquellos que hablan en castellano aquí viene el mismo poema el mismo poema pero lo voy a leer en el idioma original en el idioma más bello del mundo que se llama Español. ¿Cierto? Ya. Ok. Déjame buscarlo en castellano y vamos a leerlo una vez más. ¿Cierto? Aquí vamos. En 3, 2, 1.
humano. Entre mis manos. Sus ojos. En mis ojos. La amorosa cabeza. Apoyada en mi hombro. Dios sabe cuántas veces, con qué, con, con, con paso perezoso, hemos vagado juntos bajo los altos olmos. Que de tu casa prestan misterio y sombra al pórtico. Y ayer, un año apenas, pasado como un soplo, con qué exquisita gracia, con qué admirable aplomo, me dijo al presentarnos un amigo ofic oficioso. Creo que en alguna parte he visto a usted. Ah, bobos, que sois de los salones. Comadres de buen tono, y andabais allí a casa de, de galantes embrollos. ¿Qué historia habéis perdido? ¿Qué manjar tan sabroso para ser devorado? Sote vosé en un coro. Detrás del abanico de plumas y de oro. Quiero que escuches estas líneas ahora. Discreta y casta luna, copudos y altos olmos, paredes de su casa, umbrales de su pórtico, callad y que en secreto no salga con vosotros. Callad que por mi parte yo le he olvidado todo y ella, ella, no hay máscara semejante a su rostro. No sé si me escuchaste. Tus manos. Está entre mis manos. Y tus ojos. En mis ojos.
y tu amorosa cabeza apoyado en mi hombro. Dios sabe cuántas veces con paso perezoso hemos vagado juntos bajo los altos olmos que de su casa prestan misterio y sombra al pórtico. Ya basta con los jueguitos. Tú serás mía. Mis labios son tus labios. ¿Les gustó? ¿Sí? ¿Cómo estuvo el performance? ¿Más o menos? Creo que te gustó, Karencita, ¿cierto? <ríe> Estoy bromeando, relájate. So, everybody okay? Yeah? You can breathe a little bit now? Yeah? Sorry. I had to, like, it was fun. It was fun designing this. It was fun, like, just, like, you know, practicing and stuff. Hope you guys are enjoying the show. This is the Jay Rolden podcast. We don't typically do stuff like this sometimes, but I just want to say sometimes like poems have this really great like way of expressing something that is almost inexpressible, which is why we call it poesis, right? Poetic poetics. If you don't know the word poesis, it's a Greek word for in the making, right? So something that's in the making is undefined. Something that is always in a process is always going to be defined. And so therefore, poes poetry is actually one of the best art forms that we have that can talk about things that are not in this world right which is why a lot of times like when you look at like at scripture for example right those of you who are religious or not right like in in, in the bible actually we have a lot of like scripture in the psalms and the proverbs that are written in poetic form as a way of talking about something that is metaphysical something that is not in within the confines of this world so that's why poetry was a way of like basically attributing to something that was beyond the ordinary right which is why we call it extraordinary so something really cool to think about right poetry poesis means in the making just another word here for you to learn and i hope that you enjoyed it right so another nice little poem for you guys to enjoy We don't do this all the time. It's just, once again, it's just like a little performative thing for this particular poem. So that poem that I just read was Gustavo Pecker, a very, very old Spaniard poet. And, you know, he's he writes amazing poems, by the way. And, you know, this is one of his more kind of like romantic ones. So I just want to clarify, just because I read it with the George Michael song, it doesn't mean that it was it's supposed to be erotic. Okay, it's not. It's actually a very, like, kind-hearted a very sort of like romantic poem and so just fyi okay i just didn't want it to want you guys to think that it had a different connotation so hopefully you guys enjoyed it it's a really great poem and yeah shall we open up the floor now all right y'all i'm gonna open up the floor wait a minute whoa 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 whoa, whoa. there's one more poem i want to read 
this is written by George MacDonald, and this is called Longing. I think those of you who are new to this live, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised about this poem. And this was written in, I believe, like the late 15-1600s. I'll have to find out, but I can't remember exactly, but it's definitely not contemporary. So, I want to read this poem by George MacDonald. And I think you guys will be surprised. So, after I read this poem, then I'll open up the floor, and therefore you guys can request some poems that you'd like for me to read tonight. Alright? Alright, I'm going to change this tune real quick. And give me one second. articulate pain and beats laborious cold ungenial looks invade my sanctuary men of gain wise and success well-read and feeble books no nigher come I pray your air is drear Tis winter in low skies when ye appear. Beloved, who love beauty and fair truth, come near to me. To near ye cannot come. Make me an atmosphere with your sweet youth, and give me your souls to breathe in a large room. And speak not a word for see my spirit lies helpless and dumb shine on me with your eyes and all wide places far from feverous towns great shining seas pine forces mountains wild rock bosomed shores rough heaths and sheep cropped downs Vast pallid clouds, blue spaces undefiled. Room, give me room. Give loneliness and air, free things and plenteous in your regions fair. White dove of David, flying overhead, golden with sunlight on the snowy wings, outspeeding thee my longings thoughts that are fled. To find a home afar from men of things, where in his temple, earth overreached with sky, God's heart to mine may speak 
my heart reply. O God of mountains, stars, and boundless spaces, O God of freedom and of joyous hearts, when thy face looketh forth from all men's faces, there will be room enough in crowded marts. Brood thou around me, and the noise is over, and thy universe may close it with shut door heart, heart awake. The love that loveth all maketh a deeper calm than Harob's cave. God in thee, can his children folly gall? Love may be hurt, but shall not love be brave? The holy silence sinks in dews of balm. Thou art my solitude, my mountain calm. That was written by George MacDonald. The poem is titled Longing. And as you heard, George MacDonald, the speaker of the poem, is describing a turmoil in his life. We don't know of what, but most likely, you know, he probably lost everything. His family, his wife, his kids, his belongings. But the one place where he finds refuge in all of this torment is his God. God that has always loved him, that has always cared for him, that is always all providing for his life. Which is why he calls him, Thou art my solitude. You know, we often take this word solitude as being sort of like, like a negative connotation that it's, you know, lonely, right? Who wants to be lonely? Nobody. But if you actually take down the word, break it down, solitude, right? It actually comes from two root words. And the word soli, and then you take the second word, tud, right? It's a Latin word for standing up, right? And soli has actually like two ways of understanding it. So one way is to think of it as a all-encompassing like source a source right so this is where we get the word sun by the way right the sun doesn't need us doesn't need the planets it exists on its own and so when you find solitude in someone else what you're doing is you're standing up with this source and you're becoming one. So you're becoming solitude, which is another way of saying fortified. So make sure you use that word correctly. Don't use it as a way of saying that you feel lonely. Solitude is actually a very strong and positive word, to be quite honest. 
It's the exact com opposite connotation of loneliness. Right? You become one with this. You stand up with this one source, all-encompassing source, right? Solitude. You become a strength. Isn't it interesting that there's many, like, depictions of how a man and a woman become one? Right? Like, we kind of take that too unserious. We don't take that serious. That is such a beautiful concept between like a man and a woman, right? Especially like a man and a wife, right? Husband and a wife, like they become one. If we were to actually believe it, if we were actually like to practice that out, can you imagine how many like arguments we would solve, resolve? If both of them realize, oh man, we're one. We need to figure this out together because we're one. I know we understand what that looks like. You know why? Because those of you that have kids, you know exactly how it feels to have unconditional love with your kids. You know exactly what that feels. So why is it that you can't have that same unconditional love with your companion? You are one before you had kids. So therefore, your solidarity, sir, your solitude should be much more established before you even have kids. So don't tell me that you can't, you can't abide by that thought. You can't abide by that metaphor. You can't abide by that connection. Don't tell me. Nope. I don't believe it. See, this is why I started this show with the word, with, with the concept of blaming yourself. Because that's exactly why we don't have solitude in our companions. Because we don't blame ourselves enough. We don't reflect. Don't forget about that poem that I read from Pablo Neruda, okay? The very first line, guys, let me remind you, let me remind you of that very first line in that poem. Which means, <laughs> never complain about anyone nor anything because basically you have done what you wanted in your life and accept the difficulty of improving yourself and the courage to start changing yourself. The triumph of the man, of the true man emerges from the ashes of his mistake. I'm done with explaining that poem. You have no one else to blame except yourself so stop letting your pride and your ego deceive you it's only stopping you from finding even more amazing love in your life and if you seek out that truth and that knowledge that I constantly every show encourage you to do I know you will find someone that has bestowed that perfect love for you but you gotta flick that ego and that pride aside because it's stopping you from actually seeing it it's being used against you so stop it and let yourself be loved by the most amazing love ever 
And then you can do lives like these and like read 16th century poetry with a George Michael song. <laughs> Dang, man, that's fire, bro. That's fire. Come on, this place is lit right now. <laughs> All right. I will open up the floor now. I know we don't really have a lot of time right now, but I will open up the floor for any requests. So if you have a poem that you would like for me to read tonight, I kindly ask you to put it in the comments. I will put it in my QE on my screen. And once we have a, you know, maybe three or four or something like that, then I will read them in succession. All right. All right. So looks like we have one by Miss Donna, the invitation from Orion Mountain Dreamer, please. All right. So the invitation. I think I found it. Is that a book? Ah, it's a poem. Wow, it's long. Exciting. This is long. I like it. All right, that's in the QE. What else? Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, man. Sorry about that. So, Dylan Thomas. What about Dylan Thomas? You have one in particular? Don't make me think, guys. Come on, I just did two, like an hour and forty-five minutes of like, you know, you guys sitting back and relaxing. But now you gotta do some work now. <laughs> do you want me to do the stereotypical one from Dylan Thomas? Do not go gentle into that good night. Or do you want me to read something else? I'll let you think that. All right. Or Fern Hill. That's actually a good one too. Yeah, let me do Fern Hill by. Dylan Thomas. All right. I saved you some brain effort right there. All right. Mr. Cromel? Oh. Who? What? Who's Mr. Cromel? Do you? What's the poem? Can you write it again? Sorry. I'm, I'm, I was busy trying to type these down. So this did by Max. Oh, yeah. Max. Oh, man. This is so good. This is so good. This is so good. Anybody? What about my Spanish speakers? Come on, y'all. Ustedes que hablan español, por favor, piden algo en español. No quiero que usted, no quiero oír sus quejas después, diciendo que yo no leí sus poemas. Estoy dando la oportunidad ahorita. Así que, por favor, Karencita y todo aquellos, díganme un poema que quieren que yo lea. You want me to read from there? <laughs> let's see, let's see, let's see. Poem request, One and Only You by James Timor. All right, nice. This is a, this is a song? Or maybe not. Ooh, well done, my man. I like this one. All right, that's in the QE. What else? Sorry guys, I don't mean to be up close and personal in this um, in this uh, camera right now. All right, Miss Sandra, 
has a request. Oh, Lady of Shalot. Oh man, I haven't read that. Sandra, you surprised me these last few lives. You got some really great selections. Yesterday was fire, and I think, and I know for a fact that Lady of Shalot is just as fire. It's it's a great poem by the amazing, talented Lord Alfred Tennyson. You can never go wrong with that guy. My goodness, I'm 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 definitely gonna read that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. All right, guys, are we done? The Moment I Saw You by Jonathan Bradford. Ooh, well done. I am so impressed. Tuke. <laughs> Tú qué, Karencita? Te, te, sí, te estoy diciendo a ti, a ti y todos los otros latinos que no quiero que ustedes se quejan que yo no les dé oportunidad para pedirme un poema en castellano. Así que es su culpa si, si no leo un, un poema en castellano. Y, y lo digo con mucho cariño, por favor. Así que, por favor, no se molesten. Estoy bromeando, relájanse. Relájanse, ya. Yeah. All right, what else? All right, guys, looks like we're good to go. Tú me querías. Ooh, here's, here's one, okay. All right, all right. Lore, tú me querías. Blanca. Sí. Alright, y'all. Looks like we're ready to go. We have a bunch of poems, so here we go. ¿Quieres que me calle? Ven y cállame. Alright, y'all. You guys ready? Looking forward to these poems. Thank you so much for these suggestions, guys. I hope you enjoy them. And then after we're done reading these poems, I will say my goodbyes and good nights. And I want to say thank you again to all my new followers here and also those of you who are just joining in to watch this show. I just want to remind you real quick, I do have a Spotify account. So after this show, I want you to download the app if you don't have Spotify already. And I want you to look for J. Rolden Speaks. You'll see a profile picture of my face. And I want you to rate the show. Let me know how I'm doing. Leave a message if you want. And if you want to support the show, by all means, please. I would be so happy and humble by your generous contribution. So thank you again for being here. And I hope you enjoy this last half of the show. Here we go, guys. First one we're going to read tonight is... We're going to read The Invitation by Oriah Mountain Dreamer. All right, give me a second. I want to let me let me change up the vibe here. One second. Hmm. Give me one second, y'all. I want to see if I can get like a. I think I have a pretty good playlist that I might be appropriate for these poems. One second. Let me see. It's a little too epic. One second. Let's see what we got here. Give me one second, y'all. I know 
it's kind of like annoying to have this sort of like dead space right now but all y'all know if you've been following me for a while i'm very very meticulous when it comes to like tracks soundtracks and so obviously this is an improv right here with all y'all's requests so i'm trying to get a feel for like what sort of like song choices i should choose here one second hey get out of here man what the heck <laughs> give me a second Ooh. all right all right not bad let me see This one, I really like this one, but it's not quite getting to my, like, it's not quite getting to my, what I'm thinking yet. One second. I'm super close. I'm super close. Hmm. Maybe this one. It's a little too fast. Hmm. I like that beat, but wait, one second. You know what? This might work. This might work. All right, y'all. You guys ready? Here we go. Here we go. by Oriah Mountain Dreamer. It doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know what you ache for, and if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing. doesn't interest me how old you are. I want to know if you will risk looking like a fool for love, for your dream, for the adventure of being alive. It doesn't interest me what planets are squaring your moon. I want to know if you have touched the center of your own sorrow, if you have been opened by life's betrayals or have become shriveled and closed from fear of further pain. And I want to know if you can sit with pain, mine or your own, Without moving to hide it, or fade it, or fix it. And I want to 
to know if you can be with joy, mine or your own. If you can dance with the wildness and let the ecstasy fill you to the tips of your fingers and toes without cautioning us to be careful, be realistic, remember the limitations of being human. And it doesn't interest me if the story you are telling me is true. I want to know if you can disappoint another to be true to yourself, if you can bear the accusation of betrayal and not betray your own soul. And if you can be faithless and therefore trustworthy, I want to know if you can see beauty even when it is not pretty every day. source your own life from its presence. I want to know if you can live with failure, yours and mine. And still stand at the edge of the lake shout to the silver of the full moon, yes, it doesn't interest me to know where you live or how much money you have, and I want to know if you can get up after the night of grief and despair, weary and bruised to the bone and do what needs to be done to feed the children. It doesn't interest me who you know or how you came to be here. I want to know if you still stand in the center of the fire with me and not shrink doesn't interest me where or what or with whom you have studied. I want to know what sustains you from the inside when all else falls away. And I want to know if you can be alone with yourself. You truly like the company you keep in the empty moments. That was The Imitation by Oriya Mountain Dreamer. What a great poem, no? Amazing. Great suggestion. Thank you so much for this poem. Thank you so much. And obviously, thank you to the amazing poet for spending so much time. And Wow. I'm definitely going to read this one again. Not on the live. On my own. <laughs> so, so good. 
Thank you so much. Great suggestion. All right. The next poem is by Dylan Thomas. Of course, all y'all know who he is. An amazing English poet. Is he English? I think so. <laughs> I always get those British Isle guys mixed up. Anyway, this is a poem that I picked out. It's called Fernhill. Thank you so much for suggesting John Dunn. You guys ready? This is titled Fern Hill. Spoken in an English accent. Are you ready? It's going to be fantastic. Here we go. In three, two. Now, as I was young and easy under the apple boughs, the lilting house and happy as the grass was green. Night above the dingle starry, time let me hail and climb, golden in the heydays of his eyes. And honored among wagons, I was prince of the apple towns, and once below a time I lordly had the trees and leaves trail with daisies and barley down the rivers of the windfall night. And as I was green and carefree, famous among the barns, about the happy yard and singing as the farm was home, in the sun that is young once only. Time let me play and be golden in the mercy of his means, and green and golden I was huntsman and herdsman, the calves sang to my horn, the foxes on the hills barked clear and gold, and the Sabbath rang slowly in the peebles of the holy streams. Aye. All the sun long it was running. It was lovely, and the hay fields high as the house, the tunes from the chimneys, it was air and playing, lovely and watery, and fire greens as grass, and nightly under the simple stars, and I rode to sleep, the owls were burying the farm away, and all the moon long I heard, blessed among stables, the night jars, flying with the ricks and the horses flashing in the dark, and then to awake and the farm like a wanderer white, white with the dew, come back, and the cock on his shoulder, it was all shining, it was Adam and Maiden, and the sky gathered again, and the sun grew around the very day, so it must have been after the birth of the simple light in the first spinning place in a spell bound horses walking warm out of the whining green stable onto the onto the fields of praise and honored among the foxes and pheasants by the gay house under the new made clouds and happy as the heart was long in the sun born over and over, I ran my heedless ways, and my wishes raced 
through the house high hay, and nothing I cared at my sky blue trades. The time allows in all the, the, his tuneful turning so few in such morning songs, and the children green and golden follow him out of grace. Nothing I cared in the lamb white days, what time would take me upon the swallow thronged loft. Wait, 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 wait. always rising, nor the riding to sleep. I should hear him fly with the high fields, and wake to the farm forever fled with the childless land. Oh, as I was young, and easy in the mercy of his means, time held me green and dying, though I sang in my chains like the sea. I'm not gonna bother to explain that to y'all. Please read that poem. It's actually a very, very like heartfelt poem about like the upbringing of a man in his youth. It is written by Dylan Thomas, and it is titled Fernhill. So thanks for suggesting Dylan Thomas. All right, y'all. Man, this tune is really this this tune is fire, man. I really like this. <laughs> I really like this tune. Wow. I think I might use it for one of the vids in the next in this 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 coming week. <sighs> this is nice. Alright, we're gonna go to the next one. This one's titled Diseterata. And this is actually one of the most motivated motivational poems that you'll ever read. So get ready to listen to a really great piece here after this track is over. So I'm gonna speed it up here. Here we go. Go placidly amid the noise and the haste, and remember what peace there may be in silence. as far as possible, without surrender, be on good terms with all persons, and speak your truth quietly and clearly, and listen to others, even to the dull and the ignorant, they too have their story. Avoid loud and aggressive persons. They are vexations to the spirit. And if you compare yourself with others, you may become vain or bitter. For always there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. 
and enjoy your achievements as well as your plans. And keep interested in your own career, however humble. It is a real possession in the changing fortunes of time. And exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. let this not blind you to what virtue there is. Many persons strive for high ideals and everywhere life is full of heroism. And be yourself. Especially do not fiend affection. Neither be cynical about love for in the face of all aridity and disenchantment, it is as perennial as the grass. And take kindly the counsel of the years. Gracefully surrendering the things of youth, neither strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune? But do not distress yourself with dark imaginings. And many fears are born of fatigue and loneliness. Beyond a wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself, and you are child of this universe, no less than the trees and the stars, and you have a right to be here. Beyond a wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself, and whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt, the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God. And whatever your labors and aspirations in the noisy confusions of life, keep peace in your soul. With all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheerful and strive to be happy. That was Diceterata by Ax er sorry, Max Ehrman. <laughs> His signature piece. He's a fantastic poet, by the way. He's written so many other good ones, by the way. You should read Max Ehrman's poems. But this is considered one of his, if not his signature poem. The one that made him like famous in the United States. But he's got some other good ones out there. Super, super good ones. So thanks so much for suggesting this. Great, 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 great piece. All right, next is One and Only You by James T. Moore. Y'all ready? Every single blade of grass and every flake of snow 
just a wee bit different. There's no two alike, you know. From something small, like grains of sand, to each gigantic star, all were made with this in mind. To be just what they are. foolish then to imitate how useless to pretend since each of us come from a mind whose ideas never end there'll only be just one of me to show what I can do you should be likewise and feel very proud. There's only one of you. And that is where it all starts. With you. A wonderful, unlimited human being. Was titled One and Only You by James T. Moore. What a great uplifting poem, y'all. Seriously, come on now. Come on, y'all. Let's give a hand clap, golf clap to that great poem, guys. James T. Moore, One and Only You. Fantastic poem. Thank you so much for suggesting it, by the way. Great poem. All you guys have selected some fire ones, man. This is awesome. Especially Miss Donna, the one that you selected, that's, that one's still talking to me right now. Like, as I'm reading these other poems, that's, the invitation is still talking to me. So, thank you so much for suggesting that. Whew! Man, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm starting to, like... Man. Alright. Miss Sandra... I'm going to push your Leto Shalat towards the end because it's a little bit long. But trust me, I will read it. Don't worry. But I want to read the shorter ones in between. Okay? So before that, I mean. So next up is... The Moment I Saw You by Jonathan Bradford. You ready? Here we go. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I gotta change the track. One second. I, I got confused with that. <laughs> one second, one second.
All right, this is the one. This one's titled The Moment I Saw You. From the moment I saw you, I first met you and looked into those beautiful eyes. I knew you were the one I can get lost admiring how beautiful you really are. And I want you to lay your hand on my shoulders just so you know you're going to be okay. And I'll give anything I have to give just to see that beautiful smile and not pass, a moment passes, not a day goes by, by that I think about how wonderful you really are to me. And I wasn't looking when I was passing your way. I see the stars that show that sparkle in your eyes when I look within and I can see the light you show from within. And not a moment goes by, I can stop and think how truly beautiful I can see you. And it was you that pulled me from the dark when I was lost and couldn't find myself. You were my lucky star above that always look beautiful to me. When I see your face and I hear your voice, now know I want to hold you in my arms is a dream come true. So sit when I when looking at you, so I sit when looking at you, and I know my love will never fade for you. And I will love you hold you and make you feel loved and wanted and now my arm can rest knowing that I can that I've caught my falling star the first moment I saw you and let you into my life and you gave me wings that make me fly away The Moment I Saw You by Jonathan Bradford. 
Once again, this is the J. Rolden Speaks podcast. If you didn't know this already, I have a Spotify account. So please, after the show, go there, find my show. It's called J. Rolden Speaks. You'll see a picture of my face. There are some links there. Go check it out. This has been a fun, fun night. This is episode 70, by the way. So thank you so much for tuning in. Those of you who are new, I want to come. I want to invite you to come back to the next live. I suppose we're going to do one tomorrow. I'm not sure. You know, it really depends on the situation of my life. So it really depends. But I want to say thank you again to all my current subscribers. All y'all have been so generous, so kind. And I want to continue to ask for your support. And all of you that are new and are really curious about what else I have been reading, what other content I've been reading, I want to encourage you to go and find that Spotify account and let me know how I'm doing. Rate the show, leave a message, and support it if you like. But welcome back, please, anytime. Thank you so much to all of you that have spent your evening with me. I hope you enjoyed the show. It has been so fun. It has been so great. I'm going to be posting this on my Spotify account. So be on the lookout for it tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon. And again, un millón de gracias para ustedes. Un gran abrazo para toda la comunidad latinoamericana. Así que muchas gracias por su sintonía. Espero que lo pasaron, pero súper, súper bien. Y que Dios la bendiga mañana. Que Dios los guarde. Que lo pase muy bien mañana. Y si Dios quiere, nos vemos en la próxima live. Así que, por favor, después de este show, vayan a Spotify, o sea, bájanlo del internet y buscan mi show que se llama J. Roldán Speaks. Y bueno, les pido que lo apoyen si pueden y si no, no importa, pero un millón de gracias para ustedes. Once again, everybody, thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful, wonderful tomorrow. And as I always say, if I don't see you ever again, I just want you to know that I do this out of compassion. I do this so that there can be others that can know that not everything online is harmful. Some of it is actually wholesome. And so I hope that this little show that I have here is something of, of a wholesome show, right? So I want to encourage all of you to also seek out others that might be lost, that might be confused or might be hurt, and let them know that, hey, there's something that could actually help you okay so it's not me it's the poems i just want to clarify it's not me it's the poems but i definitely appreciate all you that have said some wonderful comments about you know my voice and all these things but i just want to let you know it's the poems that are doing the messages it's not me all right guys so this was absolute absolute pleasure and i hope that we can see each other sometime soon have a wonderful evening everybody buenas noches nos vemos en la próxima Just so you know, I spend like 30 seconds just staring at the camera. <laughs> it's my turn to look at you now. <laughs> All right, everybody. Bye.